Hey everyone, and welcome back to CD Spills the Tea. We are on episode 55, and I hope everyone is having a fabulous Friday. To be honest, October's already flying for me, and um, I feel like it's probably flying for a lot of you too. But we're, it feels like halfway through, I just heard someone say that November is like three weeks away from Monday, and that is just a little horrifying. But here we are. So, um, let's just dive right in. I appreciate you guys being patient with the little afternoon episode. Sometimes the mornings don't always work out for us. And I'm sick of sitting on Zoom. So let's, uh, let's talk shop. Okay, so in our sports news for today, most importantly, is the showdown tonight. It is between the Dodgers and the Giants. If you've been living under a rock and you have no idea what that situation is, it's one of the biggest rivalries probably in California sports. Um, obviously the San Francisco Giants and Los Angeles Dodgers, NorCal SoCal, and it causes a divided household for me currently. Um, we are sweaty. We are nervous. We are excited. Big, big night for us. Um, whoever wins this game gets to move on to the postseason. So this is a must win game for both teams. More importantly, the Dodgers, um, it should be ours to win. It's our world series to lose essentially. So we really need to kick it into gear tonight. And if anyone's listening and wants to put on their Dodger blue, please join me. So that's what's happening tonight. Um, some other sports news. The Green Bay Packers uh, made a special exception for one of their players, Aaron Jones. His dad recently passed away, um, and they put a little pocket on his jersey for Aaron Jones to be playing with his dad's ashes. I don't know if teams have done this in the past. It's the first time that I've read it or it's been kind of publicized. Love this so much. Um, I was going down a whole rabbit hole the other night after the Dodgers won um against the cardinals and through all these dodger wives that were tagging these random different people yes i lurk all the dodger wives on instagram of course and they were all tagging you know a lady that isn't a wife of a player and um she didn't say anything about being like on the coaching staff and then i started realizing that sports teams are their own like organization establishment they have an hr person they have someone that helps with maternity leave all of the things and circling back to the story about Aaron Jones, it's just really rad that there's, you know, enough HR team, um, you know, operations. Someone is making sure that Aaron Jones feels comfortable um, and he's getting to play with his dad's ashes. So I just thought that was really cool. And just like, you know, always a fascinating aspect of sports that we never really look at them as um, in a place of employment. But really, they are. And they got to take care of the families, the players, all of the things in that. So just thought that was a really cute little story about the Packers and Aaron Jones. Um, also, if you have not watched the two minute, and I believe it's like a 34 second clip of the short called NBA Lane, please go ahead and do it. I posted it on my story and it's fabulous news. Um, Michael B. Jordan is just sexier than hell driving around the school bus and it's really well done with the music and the jokes and things that they make the players do. Honestly, it gave me full chills. It's definitely going to be something that like when I'm having a bad day, it's like, oh, let me just go put that on and rejudge myself. So if you haven't checked it out, NBA Lane, definitely do it. It's literally under three minutes. Okay, lastly on our sports news, um, we got to talk about Urban Meyer. So there was a video that surfaced of him um, over this weekend. He, just for context, he is the Jaguars coach, the NFL coach. He used to coach for Ohio State. Um, he's a legend in the football world. But there was a video that surfaced of him over the weekend of basically a lady, a woman, um, dancing on his lap, grinding, doing all the things that was not his wife. Now, 
it went viral. Everyone's talking about it. The Jags are having a rough season, so this is not killer press to have out there either. Essentially, Urban apologized directly to his team. He said, I'm sorry for being a distraction and putting myself in that position were his words. Um, the Jags owner basically came out and said, we're really going to have to regain our trust and respect for him. We know that this is, you know, we're requiring this to be a personal commitment from Urban and everyone that supports him, the players, the team, everything like that. Then Urban's wife started tweeting and was like, frankly, I don't need any of the hate, vitriol, slander, trash, all the things that are coming to me. We all make mistakes. We're all sinners. And if you don't think you are, then you're, you need to cast a stone because everyone's a sinner, were her words. So sounds like the family kind of shook this off. Sounds like he was able to explain himself and whatnot. Um, I'm just picturing myself like being a team being a player and having my coach walk into the locker room and being like, hey, so I'm so sorry about that video that went viral this weekend about that chick that was like grinding on my lap. Um, probably embarrassing for him, but I don't know their relationship and all the things, but wanted to just go ahead and put that out there. That's the status on Urban. All right, pop culture time. So Justin Bieber is making a lot of headlines recently. Um, I feel like he's just, maybe this he's having a year, maybe he's having a two years. I don't know. I feel like he's just everywhere right now. But what is happening is that he has the song off of his latest album, and it's called Peaches. I'm sure everyone's heard it. It's my old team's like theme song, my friend Tessa. It's her life song, Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. So Justin Bieber has somehow partnered with a cannabis company, and he is making Peaches pre-rolls. Um, they're obviously getting sent out in those schnazzy PR packs with like the Indica Sativa hybrid for people to try, but that's um, a new market that he is tapping into, which is really interesting. Um, in addition to him dipping into the cannabis world, um, he put out a new music video for the song Ghost, also on the same album um, as Peaches, his latest album. The song Ghost is really cute. It's, um, I believe he wrote it for Haley. It's basically like, nope, I'm going to take that back. He definitely didn't write it for Haley. He wrote Off My Face for Haley. So this one, Ghost, is more so around like, um, if you can't be around, I'll settle for the ghost of you. Literally his line. Anyway, apparently we're still doing music videos. Didn't know that was a thing. However, for this music video, Justin Bieber has Diane Keaton starring in it as what seems to be his grandmother. And then there's a, uh, another male actor that's in there. And it's like his grandparents, basically, I'll settle for the ghost of my grandparents. Um, I've never like seen something and instantly said, like, do less, Justin, do less. You don't need Diane Keaton in your music video. No one's fucking watching music videos anymore. MTV, VH1, like music video Saturdays, those aren't a thing. So for you to go out and get Diane Keaton, like I, it's, it's cute. Like she rocks. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love Diane Keaton, but like Justin, do just like a little bit less. You know what I mean? Does anyone feel me on that? Um, in addition to all of those things about Justin, I recently, when I said recent, like in the last few minutes, just saw a clip. Um, so we know that Justin is getting this huge documentary that's supposed to come out relatively soon. As if we haven't had a million other docs of him. Yes, I know. Anyway, this specific clip came out and it's talking about what are your goals for the year? Haley basically has a camcorder and is filming Justin. It looks like they're just in their LA house. Um, and it looks like it was definitely filmed at like maybe the beginning of this year. Anyway, in the clip, Justin is like, I just want to, you know, continue to set goals, make myself happy and squish out a little nugget were his exact words. Haley squeals and goes, <clears throat> excuse me? And he goes, yeah, like, you know, by the end of 2021. And she goes, by the end of 2021? And he was like, yeah. I mean, we could start trying. 
And then he goes, ah, it's up to you, babe. And that's where the clip ends. So going back to them being at the Met Gala, there were pictures that surfaced of Justin grabbing Haley's stomach, posing right there. And then there's a video of her swatting the hand away and being like, oh my God, don't do that. People are going to think I'm pregnant. Well, there's the clip. And I don't think she currently is. Um, she's been flashing around 818 everywhere. Her as in Haley Bieber. Um, but it could be happening anytime. And Dumois has a blind out there saying that there is a A++ celeb out there that um, is reportedly pregnant that just hasn't come out. So TBD on who that is. People are saying it could be Ariana. People now, because of this clip, are saying, oh my god, is it Haley? We will find out altogether. But that's what I got on Justin Bieber for today. Okay, so we actually have two um, pretty exciting docs that are coming out relatively soon. Um, first one is called Spencer which we've talked about previously, Kristen Stewart is actually playing Diana Spencer. Um, yes, it's going to be a Princess Diana. Kristen has had an insane makeover in the filming um, of the movie, and she looks identical. It's going to be so good. Apparently, it's actually coming to theaters on November 5th. I haven't been to a theater in God knows how long. I'm hoping it comes to a streaming service. This, to me, is something I'd love to watch from the beauty of my own couch. But if you go to see it in theaters, please let me know. I'm so fascinated um, in this movie. I want to see how Kristen does and, like, just the story of Diana and herself. Okay, and then some other documentary news. Um, there's a doc coming out called What Happened to Brittany Murphy? So Brittany Murphy um, was an actress that was really popular when... Teen Vogue was really popular. I don't know why I associate the two together. We were obviously young. Um, she actually died in 2009, um, which means I was in high school. She was only 32 years old. And it was pretty devastating. I feel like it was one of those, you know, it was a sudden death. There's not a whole lot of explanation on her passing. And I think that's what this doc is going to cover, what happened to Brittany Murphy, right? Hopefully her family, we're going to get some new insight on what's happening or what happened, um, stories, maybe thoughts. I don't know what we're going to get, but I'm excited. Um, I feel like, you know, when people pass at such a young age and there's so many questions and, you know, this was in 2009, like now we should have some evidence. People have questions and I'm excited for this. So it's a two-part situation coming to HBO Max on October 12th, which is next week. Wowza. So uh, we'll, we will all be on the lookout for that um, to HBO Max. What happened to Brittany Murphy? Okay, we got to dabble in Adele again for a hot minute because she's just freaking everywhere right now. She, everyone's talking about her and I'm loving it. So we know that she posted all of those um, posted. She had the 30, that number displayed all over the world in those like movie style lights getting the hype. She changed all of her profile pictures to this like dark sky kind of vibe. Well, Adele is gracing us with not only one, but two Vogue covers this month of October. Actually, it's probably the November issue, if we're really being honest. She is on the cover of British Vogue and American Vogue. That is insane to have that happen simultaneously. Um, I got on a thread of like the facts of that that's happened before and people got Reddit was really getting after it, and so I could not confirm or deny if she's the first one to do it. I feel like it'd be a headline if she was. I also can pay that the Hadid girls have had multiple um, Vogue covers at the same time. It's different when it's an artist like Adele who has a really meany, you know, story to tell, and there's like she's the cover, the feature article, right, or the the big story in the middle. It's not like the Hadid girls that are just like, you know, stunning on the cover is just slaying cover after cover. Anyway. So Adele is on the cover of both of our Vogues, which is 
So chef's kiss, if you heard that. Um, she has a new album coming out. It's going to be called 30. Um, we are getting our first single on October 15th. That is going to be next Friday, and I am so excited. Everything that I've read about this new single is that it's going to be extremely gut-wrenching. Um, the fine print on like October 15th is like, get your tissues ready, because this is going to be an emotional ballad that we're getting from Adele. Um, I also read that this is basically the same, we're getting the same kind of Adele in her songwriting and her storytelling as her album 21, um, but just like a little more mature, a little more emotion, things like that. I also read in one uh, one of the Vogue articles, I believe it was British, um, that when she's looking at, when she was songwriting this time, she was looking at the actual lyrics and being able to tell a story to her son, to be able to understand circumstances that she went through and things and experiences and how she dealt with them. Um, she felt like the album 21 was a lot of like pointing fingers and saying, you did this, you did that. And now she's kind of reflecting and be like, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to change the way I am. So there is going to be a lot of um, literature in her new album. And I'm so excited about that. So October 15th, we get the first single and uh, we'll be looking out for the rest of the album. All right. Lastly, in the pop culture news for today, Caitlin Carter gives birth to baby boy Rowan Carter Brock. Caitlin Carter is Brody Jenner's pseudo ex-wife. I say pseudo because they had a wedding, but then didn't actually file any paperwork. She didn't change her name. Nothing had to be done in the legislative system. Um, but she gave birth. She has this really cute um, boyfriend named Christopher Brock. He is a fashion designer. He has really fabulous um, clothes and designs. He just did like a little. Uh, What's the word that I'm looking for? Tangible? No, just like he did a collab, a Brock collection with H&M um, to be able to, you know, reach audiences like us that cannot afford the real Brock collection and the $750 top. Super cute, but like we love the collab with H&M. So um, Caitlin Carter gave birth to him, I believe, on the 30th of September. Yes, it's a baby boy named Rowan. He has a full head of hair. But the moral of the story is that Brody Jenner actually commented Brody Sam Jenner, Sam Brody Jenner, commented on the picture and said, congrats, Kate, you're going to be an incredible mom. People are taking this comment and having a field day with it because when um, Brody and Caitlin were together, the whole point of contention was like wanting to have kids and he wasn't ready to grow up. And she was like, I want to be a mom. And he was like, I understand that, but I'm not ready. And people are like, okay, so they broke up and she found someone that would give her a child. And here Brody is being like, congrats, Kate. And people are wondering if Brody's thinking he's missing out on that chapter of his life. Brody's been stuck on the Hills chapter of life since we watched him on our TV screen, literally in 2007. Like, I don't know if he'll ever grow up and like settle down for real and be a dad. I'd be curious to see what that's like for him, but I just don't see it in my crystal ball of predicting Sam Brody Jenner's future, you know? So that's what we got. Um, there's also this whole controversy going on with Diplo right now. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I tried to dabble in as much as I could of it and it was just kind of going down a dark path. Um, for those of you who are like, what's the deal with Diplo? He has a plethora of um, sexual assaults against him and really not um, great things. So if you look up his like record or Google him, whatever, you'll hear all the things that are happening. Most recently, he there's this gal who he allegedly hooked up with at some point, and then she's been stalking him, and it's gone to a whole nother level, and he posted all of these texts between the two of them, and now she's suing him and asking him for all this money, and he was like, what did I do except for try to get the fuck you the fuck out of my life? And turning this whole thing, I didn't go any further than that, so I apologize that I don't have the full story on Diplo, but he's bad news. It's just 
the moral of that story. Even though people are going to be like, if you read it, you're going to be like, well, he didn't do anything wrong in this situation. Like, okay, great. But like, he's done a lot of wrong in the past is what I mean on Diplo being um, not someone we're going to continue talking about. So on that note, let's dive into a little Bravo news because um, our Bravo All-Star Housewife, Bravo Housewife All-Stars round two um, just wrapped filming. That is more a lot of OGs. We're getting OGs from Orange County and um, New York City in that. But the real story here is that apparently Dorinda from New York has a lot, a lot, a lot of beef. She's like centering most of the drama for this All-Stars Round 2 season. Um, Apparently there's big drama between Dorinda and Jill. I can easily, easily see that. And then a lot of drama between Dorinda and Vicky. I am just so fucking excited to see Dorinda and Vicky in the same room and Vicky to try and be like, let's whoop it up. And then be like, who the fuck are you? Um, I'm super excited for that. So yes, we are getting All-Stars round two, even though we have not seen All-Stars OG, just like round one. Yeah, that should be airing hopefully sometime in November. Okay, then we had the trailer for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Um, The trailer actually came out before the episode did, the finale did, the last, not last night, two nights ago. Came out on Wednesday night. The trailer for the reunion is intense. Um, I feel like that's the only way I know how to put it. It's apparently four parts rather than the regular three part. It's like, oh, fuck, four parts. We got to wait four weeks to get to all of the meat of it. But that's where we're at. Basically, it looks like a lot of just grilling Erica Jane, Andy asking some hard-hitting questions. Um, There's the whole meme going around right now of like Erica being like, Andy, I don't have any money. And Andy being like, Erica, I know exactly how much you make because like, hello, Andy, you know, is casting her and doing the whole thing for all the years. But the reunion looks very intense. Um, Now, the episode that aired on Wednesday for the finale, it was fine. Um, I'm kind of just like over the season, if I'm being honest. There's just like so much Erica Jane that like I just need a little breather right now and let's move to Jen Shaw, honestly, in the Salt Lake case. Um, but the party or the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was really just a Chinese New Year party that I am desperate to get invited to now. It looks so fab. You get money and give it to the dragon. And I thought that all the outfits were fun and I would just like love to attend a Chinese New Year. So if anyone is going to have a party, please invite me. Um, you can also feel the group like starting to divide a little bit. Kyle is like not so much like Team Erica. She's like defending Sutton, which I feel like she's kind of played the fence the entire season. But I just feel like something's coming to this group, um, especially after seeing the reunion trailer. Like shit isn't all sitting well at the moment. Um, in addition to the episode, the things that have come out just like in the news is that Sutton, Crystal, and Garcelle did a um, interview for LA Times. I'm sure you've seen the pic of the three of them. They all look fabulous and hugging. So cute. Sutton, I believe, posted the Instagram, posted the picture to her Instagram, and Rinna commented, your own Fox Force 5, but three. Those of you who don't know, Fox Force 5, Rinna, Teddy, Erica, Kyle, Dorit, they named themselves that maybe two, three seasons ago, and they've been running with it ever since. Apparently, it's from Pulp Fiction. Um, Sutton responds and basically says, I don't do labels. And it was like, okay, like, nice dig, Sutton. Like, that wasn't a killer comeback. Like, Lisa was stirring the pot. and You you did not understand the assignment. So that was that episode. One last thing on the episode, the most, I think, one of the most iconic children's lines that has come out um, in a long time of The Housewives is... One of the first scenes we saw with Dorit and her four-year-old daughter, Phoenix. Um, As we know, Dorit is like full glam, full get up in an outfit. Like, God forbid she ever be caught dead, like in sweats or like honestly a pair of jeans for that matter. But 
Um, Dorit and Phoenix are standing in Dorit's closet. Phoenix, the four-year-old, goes, Mom, what are you wearing? Dorit says, it's Louis Vuitton. Do you like it? And Phoenix goes, well, not with the Gucci. Who at four years old knows the difference between Louis Vuitton and Gucci? Who can pronounce those brands? Who can tell you that your outfit doesn't look good because you're clashing brands? Phoenix, you are going to be an icon, and I'm so here for it. So that was Housewives Beverly Hills. One other thing um, on Bravo real quick. Yes, there was Vanderpump Rules. I watched it simultaneously to like scrolling and doing all the other things, but there is a rumor, actually the blind that got posted, um, that Pandora, aka Lisa Vanderpump's daughter is getting a divorce from her husband, Jason. Um, and yes, Pandora's pregnant, aka Nanny Pinky, all this stuff that Lisa's going to become a grandma. Apparently he's cheated on her a few times and now they're going through a divorce. Okay, Bachelor, because we got to crush through this. Bachelor BIP finale, Bachelor in Paradise finale happened on Tuesday. We have Riley and Marissa, Serena and Joe, Kenny and Mari. Those are the three that got engaged. And then there's also Becca and Thomas that are still dating and Abigail and Noah that are still dating outside. Um, it was a three-hour episode. I needed to watch maybe 40 minutes of it, but proud of me for finishing it, watching the engaged proposals um, and calling it a day. So we can wipe our hands clean of this season of Bachelor in Paradise. Michelle's season is fucking here it's back tuesday october 19th the season begins her promos are so cute i did read who she went who the winner is um and what her status with him is he's cute i'm excited to watch that play out if you want the spoiler news please let me know um last thing on the bachelor is that jesse palmer our new host for clayton season um the news broke the other day that he is recently married apparently there was a lot of drama going on jesse and his um wife did not want to announce their marriage, engagement, anything like that. They literally just like eloped when they were, I believe, off the coast in Italy. Um, apparently, Clay uh, Clayton's girls are all arriving, and the girls were telling the production team and everyone behind the scenes that they're way more interested in Jesse Palmer than they are in Clayton. If you ask me, I believe that Clayton and Jesse look relatively similar, um, and the girls thought Jesse was hotter, and I don't disagree with that. So, Basically, everyone behind the scenes on The Bachelor was like, Jesse, we need you to release that you're married now. Don't say you're engaged, but you are already married so that we can take the you know eyes off you, heat off you, whatever that looks like. And the girls can be focused on Clayton because Clayton is our bachelor. Just thought that was funny and hilarious and, you know, maybe get a hotter bachelor. Oops, I said it. Okay. Kardashian news, you guys. Tomorrow night, Kimberly Nicole is gracing our screens on Saturday Night Live. Kimmy has been in New York City practicing doing like the pre-recorded portions of SNL the entire week. She got Tracy Romulus with her. She got Steph Shep with her. She's got Makeup by Mario, Chris Appleton. The squad is there, you guys. I am freaking out. Um, promos look amazing. The recorded things that she's posted are amazing. Um, I'm, I'm just so freaking excited. Halsey is the musical guest, which we love to see. So, in our Kardashian news for this week, um, I got to update everyone because that picture that I posted and believed was a new picture of Rob when Kim posted the picture, said dinner with my favorite couples, and it was a picture of um, Courtney and Travis on the front and then Chloe and Rob on the second slide. The trolls did the research. That picture is actually from Kylie's birthday. It wasn't a recent hangout. Kim's obviously been in New York. Um, it was from months ago. So us for thinking that we got a new cute pic of Rob. It's false. Chloe's wearing the same outfit as she was in post from that night. The decor is the same. The people did the research for us and informed us of that. 
Um, other funny Kim news is that Kim, I, first of all, I just love that Kim is like so famous, but also like pseudo lives under a rock. Like she doesn't know like a lot of things, things exist. Steph Shep, my number one person that I wish I could be actual friends with. Um, she introduced Kim to Wikifeet, right? Wikifeet, you can go on its uh, site. I'm going to go ahead and say it for freaks that want to look at people's feet and celebs and the whole thing. I'm not a foot person. I think they're pretty fucking gross, but for people that have fetishes, Wikifeet is all about that. Kim finds out she's on Wikifeet. She finds out that she has the best rating that she could have. Her feet are absolutely stunning. Um, and she's kind of freaking out. She's like, first of all, this is weird, but like, thank God I have a good rating. If you watched the clips of her finding out briefly, they scroll through the whole website. Most of the pics of her on Wikifeet are like pictures of her trying like on skins or like um, doing like clothing photo shoots where like you can see her feet. And to be perfectly honest with you, they look like a Barbie dream doll. Like they just look plastic and perfect and yep I said it um but that was just like a hilarious thing to see that Kim was like what's Wikifeet and I'm on there um and as we're seeing here Kimmy is just studying her little ass off while she's um doing her rehearsals for Saturday Night Live she's been posting kind of day in the life of like her going to all the rooms she did the first table read and then she's been filming and doing all the recorded things because it's not all live they have to pop in some pre-recorded things so that the cast you know can get their hair and makeup done and you know change into costume for the next scene all of that but um Kim's been studying for I guess the bar again um she basically has like her flashcards and her lawyer homework up I know I'm butchering law homework all of that She's multitasking queen. So we love to see that. And we are so freaking excited um, for Kim. Apparently Kanye flew in this morning and he's in New York. He will be there to support her. And yes, she has been donning um, head to toe Balenciaga for the entire week. Um, I don't know when this era of Kim and Balenciaga is going to end. Um, but one thing I did find really fascinating is that if you Google Kim and Kanye Halloween of 2020, both of them are in head to toe Balenciaga with not an inch of their face showing. So Kimmy is always ahead of the fucking game. She basically started this trend a year ago in 2020. She wore that head-to-toe red outfit. She had that like face mask situation on with the red ponytail, the whole thing. And she foreshadowed for the Met. So she's a genius. And anyone that disagrees, come fight me, please. All right, y'all. That's what I got for us on this Friday. I hope everyone has a fabulous weekend. I hope everyone can get outside, feel the fall air, do all the things. And I will see you guys next week for two more episodes of City Spills the Tea.